Hello everyone, welcome back to Color Me Nerd. It's Stone here and today I will be sharing my unpopular opinions about one of your favorite superheroes. You're all about to be real mad at me, but it must be said. I don't care that Iron Man died in Endgame and I most certainly do not like Iron Man, period. I guess you could say my hatred for Iron Man all started way back when 2016 when Civil War came out, and literally since then, it, 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 it's just been downhill from there. You know, I was just like, he's annoying, I don't like him, and then it just became, no, I really don't like him. And when I speak about not liking Iron Man, it's mainly in terms of like the MCU and just the way they wrote him. I just feel like after Civil War, his character development just, just plummeted for the ground. So, as you know, Civil War, it's basically them fighting over the Accords. And now I was always team Cap when it came to that because I genuinely felt like Cap was right. You know, if anyone was gonna be against the Accords, it's him after what he went through in Winter Soldier and like finding out S.H.I.E.L.D. was Hydra. And frankly, you can't rely, you know, when all these disasters are happening and they're being invaded by aliens, you know, what's the government going to do? Frankly, they can't wait for, for, the, for their go to like actually go out and take care of the problem. So Cap was totally right. And let's not forget, the Accords were written because of Age of Ultron, or at least because of what happened in Age of Ultron. And Ultron was created by who? Who, who created Ultron again? Iron Man. Yes, 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 your favorite. Iron Man, the, the, the smartest guy in the MCU, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden now, he has a conscience and now he's worried about all these people that are going to die because a woman came up to him and basically told him to his face that her son died. But I feel like if that would have never happened, you know, he's Tony, he would have gone on about, gone on about his life because he's selfish, he doesn't care about anyone else but himself. Like this whole thing was just to make him feel better about what he did. And that, like, that's just very clear. That whole movie, I feel like, is just driven by, like, Tony's selfishness. And I'm gonna go into that a little bit later. But when you even think about the people who were on his side, weren't really there because they genuinely felt like, like, you know, they, like, the Accords needed to be there. You know? Black Widow ended up switching sides last minute. Told... You know, was just like, go ahead, I'll, like, you know, I won't say anything. Like, she basically let them go. Like, she, she switched sides. Vision might as well have not even been there because he didn't do shit. You know, despite him being, or, you know, at least in the comics, he's supposed to be one of the most powerful superheroes, yet he didn't do anything. Three, T'Challa was really only there to get back at Bucky for what happened to his father. And as soon as he found out that what, like, you know, Bucky was being controlled and like, wasn't him, he was gone. He was like, this is not my fight. I don't care about no accords. I'm going back to Wakanda. Really, Rhodey, you know, Rhodey was there. Shouldn't have been. That was not his fight. He, should, he shouldn't have been there. We, you know, he was just there because he's loyal to Tony. And had he not been there, he probably would have still been able to walk. But that's a different story. And when you think about it, especially towards the end of the movie, 
you this is when I really started seeing Tony's flaws and where like I was really just like oh my gosh I can't stand this man you know I feel like at one point it wasn't even about the Accords. Well, it was very adamant that it wasn't about the Accords anymore. It was more about just killing Bucky because he found out what Bucky had did to his parents 30 years ago. Um, and I get it. You know, that's this is one of the few times where I will actually sympathize with Iron Man. I'm like, okay, those are his parents. But Tatal was able to walk away when he had just lost his father days ago. And Tony was literally standing, like literally trying to kill like, actually kill Bucky. Like, seriously? You know, he had no control over what he was doing whatsoever. And then, you know, I feel like True Colors was really coming out when he's there laying on the ground getting his ass beat by Cap and Bucky. And then he's, his last words are literally like, Oh, that shield's not yours. That's my father's shield. Something along those lines. And I'm like, see, that just shows how petty he is. You know, he can never think about other people or what they're going through. It's always about himself. And I feel like the whole, the reason why he's always trying to, like, be this leader, always be the one that's right, always be the one on top, is because, you know, growing up, his father spent more attention on Cap than on him. And he resents Cap because of that. So he's, and he, I feel like he's trying to make up for that by prove, trying to prove himself or trying to take the lead and basically saying, like, oh, like, I'm the leader now, like, Cap, you know, Cap isn't, but, you know, it's, like, it's just all him, it's always about him, he's an arrogant asshole, he's so arrogant, which brings me to whoever has been saying, because I've been seeing this circulating around Twitter a lot, that Iron Man deserves, or Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar for his death scene in Endgame, must have seen a completely different movie, because, my eyes couldn't have not been any drier than they were in that scene. And Endgame alone does not deserve an Oscar. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Um, I personally think Endgame hasn't aged that well. And don't get me wrong, I still think it's a great movie. I just feel like the ending just hasn't aged well at all whatsoever. Um, the way they, they just wrote off Cap, I felt like that was lazy writing. And frankly, the only reason why Iron Man killed Thanos was because they needed to give him that win you know he started the end he started phase three we're gonna end it with him and it, like Infinity War was definitely a way a way better movie but y'all aren't ready for that conversation quite yet what I noticed especially throughout all these movies is how his whole just the whole phase three was just centered around Iron Man and they just make that very adamant. Like it's not even like subtle. It's always about Tony, one way or the other, at least it always goes back to him. I personally think that in Endgame, anyone could have killed Thanos, like anyone could have like done that. He easily could have created a suit for someone else, someone else who could have handled it. Yet they make it Tony because again, they need to keep him on his pedestal, make him this hero, you know, make him, the ultimate, like the one who defeated Thanos, the biggest and baddest villain, which is so absurd. And this mainly is just the way they wrote Iron Man. And to me, it's like frustrating because it's like, how are you going to create, like center him at, at, in like the middle of everything, but not work on his character? Because like I said, I feel like after Civil War, his character, de character development just like plummeted straight down. He was just the same. 
stubborn, arrogant, you know, always trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And to me, that's just, it was just exhausting. Like, I'm like, y'all really, like, this is your fave right here? Like, Iron Man's really your fave? You have all these other wonderful characters that are, you know, evolving and developing and have these great story arcs. Then you have Iron Man that's just there. You know, and to me, it's like, how are you, you know? And it says a lot, too, because something I noticed, especially in the later movies, how they won't really put him alongside characters that will make him seem not as smart or you know like he's not the best superhero in phase three or an mcu because in the comics t'challa is supposed to be one of the most smartest heroes in the marvel universe yet they barely show they don't even showcase that you don't see them putting shuri alongside him because guess what shuri's incredibly smart it's better at tech than he is and could probably overshadow him or just put him in his place yet you rarely see them in the same frames. They also nerf other characters around him to make him appear like one of the, the stronger and greater heroes. Like Vision, again, Vision's supposed to be so powerful. Wanda's supposed to be incredibly powerful, yet they're not, you know? We barely see them like kind of really like in action. You know, we see Wanda in action, you know, but they really, again, they don't really emphasize how much power she has, how powerful she is. And again, Vision might as well have not even been there because Infinity War, I was, he was kind of a joke. Like, you know, he, he got stabbed in the beginning and was, wasn't able to do anything from there. And then they just killed him, just like that. And never went back to him. So, I think that says a lot. You never really see them put him alongside Hulk or Thor. Or when they do put him alongside Hulk, Hulk is not working <laughs> to i guess that's one way to put it at least he's just not working he's not doing his thing and to me i mean it's just he's exhausting it's like listening to him talk about or like just seeing him how he acts it just really gets under my skin like in endgame when scott has you know has come up with this idea and they come over to tony and like share this idea see if he'll help and like finally and he's like basically calling him nope you're stupid like it's not gonna work i have what i need i'm not gonna help anybody which again just like tony is incredibly selfish like especially for someone who was supposed to be like a father figure to spider-man for them to just for him to just be like oh i got what i need i didn't lose anybody and not care is just ridiculous like how are you just gonna say you don't care when you know everyone else is lost because we all know damn well we all know damn well if Pepper would have gotten snapped, what was her name, Pepper? I don't even know. She's not my favorite. If she would have gotten snapped, we, he would have been all over it. He would have been all over it. You know what? It wouldn't have been, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have even gotten to five years because literally right after she was gone, he would have already found, found a way to go back would have invented time travel and boom like that to me that's like no question definitely would have done that definitely but because he didn't lose anyone that was important enough to him he didn't feel like he needed to help then he had the audacity to throw the accords back in cap's face like no no cap is still doing what he can you know like he i feel like 
no one's loss is valid unless it's Tony's. And again, we see that in Age of Ultron. And suddenly, you know, he has everything he wants. So he's not concerned about what everyone else has lost, despite everyone else losing so many people. But it's because, oh, I have what I need. I don't, like, it doesn't matter. And to me, it's just like, again, the whole thing's so exhausted. Like, you would have thought that by the movie, by the time that movie came around, they would have developed him just a little bit, but they didn't. I mean, so many other characters had great story arcs and had great just character development. Loki, you know, he's he was constantly fighting with himself because he felt like he wasn't good enough for, for the throne, you know. He felt like he didn't fit in because he was from a different race. And even then, he still managed to become good. And of course, right when he becomes good, they kill him. Like, he did not deserve that. Thor, he started off as like this arrogant, you know, kind of airhead superhero who's gotten everything that he's wanted, you know? He's never had to work for anything. He was just really powerful and that was who he was. And he's dealt with so much loss and we see how much that affected him in Endgame, you know? He literally lost the entire kingdom. He lost his parents. He lost his best friend. One of the few black men we get in the movie and of course they kill him. Like he lost, he lost everyone. And we saw how broke down he was, how he was like depressed and like really let go of himself. And even he was able to overcome that. And personally, I love what they did. Nebula, can we talk about Nebula? Like her character development, her whole story arc just gave me a whole new respect for Nebula. And I definitely want to, she was definitely one of my favorite parts about Endgame actually. You know, seeing what she had gone through constantly, trying to become perfect for her father and trying to do everything he says so he can, so she can like finally be what he wants her to be. And then suddenly she's, she learns that he's not everything and she's able to let go and like build a relationship with her sister. And even gets to the point where she's actually taking care of Tony when they're on that ship. And it's, you, it's funny kind of seeing her trying to like adapt to that and adapt to being normal and not so like cold. And then we see her kill herself, which spoke volumes, you know? She actually just was able to kill herself, which was, you know, I thought that was pretty deep. And then you have Tony, who's literally been the same. Started off as an arrogant asshole, died as an arrogant asshole, will forever always be an arrogant asshole. Um, yet they sent her around, sent her him in, in literally every movie, centered everything around him, or he was the center of everything, including Spider-Man. Spider-Man slander will not be tolerated in this household. If you do not like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, then you do not know who Spider-Man is. Because like Stan Lee said, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the embodiment of what Spider-Man is supposed to be. Now, it is not Tom Holland's fault that they just created his existence around Iron Man. It is not his fault, but nonetheless, he's doing a great job. He is doing what he can do, all right? Because I've been hearing a lot about how he's whiny and like, you know, he's just crying over like Iron Man and is so reliant on Iron Man, but that's not his fault. He, they built him, but also keep in mind, he's 14, 14, 15, like he's literally a teenager carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like, you can't blame him. But it's also not Tom Holland's fault that they're just writing him in a very shitty way too, okay? Because trust me, I, just like everyone else, I was pissed. When I was pissed with Homecoming when the trailer was basically an Iron Man movie trailer. Um, I was a little relieved because it didn't contain as much Iron Man as I thought it would. But then 
they made up for it in Far From Home because Far From Home literally in the trailer was like, boom, right off the bat, he's looking at some street art of Tony. And I'm like, are y'all serious? The man is dead. Can he be dead? Can y'all let him go? Can y'all let, let him rest in peace? I do not want to have to hear his name ever again because that's all we've been hearing over the years. And of course, literally, I feel like Far From Home was definitely a better movie, but it could have literally been like, it could have been an Iron Man movie with a Spider-Man cameo because the whole villain existence was also based off of Tony. The glasses played a significant role, which comes from Tony. And it's like the ending, that whole spiel that Happy gives him, Tony, you know, he's looking at him like, oh, he's like Tony. Like, oh, it's like, come on, can he just be his own person without being, you know, without them having to mention Tony? Like, it's so frustrating and so exhausting how they've just centered everything around him. Like, can, can he just stand in the spotlight for a little bit? And this is more so not about Tony's character, but just, again, the way they just wrote him. And I think it did a lot of damage to, to Iron Man in the MCU because it's just, there's no character development, but they sh just surrounded everything around him, including Spider-Man's existence, which I don't see why. And again, that's another character who's supposed to be incredibly intelligent, but they don't really showcase that much, showcase it that much in the movies. Like, yeah, he's smart, he's, you know, but they don't show, like, he's intelligent, he's just crazy intelligent. And he's, you know, in the movies, he creates his own suit and he does all these things, but they, again, they do not showcase that. Nonetheless, I do think Far From Home was, is one of the best Marvel movies we've gotten. That's just my opinion. I thought it was a wonderful movie, despite them shoving Tony down our throats. And that is the last time I will tolerate Tony being in a movie. Hopefully we will not have to hear about him ever again. And Spider-Man can be his own person. Because I don't know how much I can handle. I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. So I'm going to end it here, you guys. Actually, I'm going to end it with this tweet that I think about at least once a day. If if X-Men, if Civil War had been done right and X-Men was in Civil War, Magneto would have to just clench his ass cheeks and Tony would have been dead. So I want y'all to think about that as well. Because I, I literally think about that once a day. But nonetheless, if you like Iron that is totally okay. I mean, I may or may not be able to respect you as a person, but again, I don't make the rules. That's just how things are. I hope you guys enjoyed this video or this podcast. Uh, please let me know what you think. Follow me on Color Me Nerd Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and just share your opinions and give me some feedback. I'd love to hear back from you guys. Um, and I will speak to you guys next week. Bye.